the conversation continues right now now. with Dominique DePrima on First Things First. All right, let's talk about it. There's a lot going on. Uh, Democrats had a good night last night when it comes to uh, elections, off-year elections, um, some momentum, which is a nice contrast to the terrible drubbing um, that President Joe Biden has taken in some recent um, polls and where he's losing to Donald Trump. And we'll go a little deeper into that. Before I launch into that, though, Miles, I I, um, I, I wanted to ask you... What did I want to ask you? I want to ask you something else about your um, your music. Okay, I'm going to have to circle back because it just went out of my mind. But con- congratulations, Miles Lowe, um, Miles Lowe Music, on yet another project. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where are you performing? Where can we see you? I know you have a really active fan base and because uh, when the show I went to, it was sold out. Um, pack, pack, packs. Where can they yeah. see you live? Out of state, too, in San Diego. Yeah. Out of state. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, uh, I haven't uh, set up any shows yet. What I really want to do is I really want to... Uh, I'm working on the other side of artistry right now. Um, I think I've done a lot of shows and a lot of... Um, you know, a lot of the lyricism and, 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 and skill set work. Now I'm at a point where I want to start building the content up. So I'm going to do a lot more small, intimate shows where it's going to be invite only. So the best way to do that is follow me Instagram, Miles Low Music, YouTube, Miles Low Music, Twitter, Miles Low Music, sorry, X, Miles Low Music, everywhere. So tap in with me and uh, you'll get all the info you need. But uh, no, right now I'm more focused on trying to put more of a, a, a intimate setting to really grow right. my core fan base. And, and I know you're content. working on videos and all that stuff. Yes, ma'am. Uh, it's funny you said content because your IG says, don't call my ish content. Right. And I, uh, I, <laughs> it's art. I always like to call it art, not content. But now I, I, I guess I'm at a point where I understand that you content sells the art. Right. You know what I mean? So you, you Meaning the little clips, the right. videos, the little um, teasers the that get people like interested in. Coca-Cola commercials, has yeah. commercials. T-Mobile has commercials. State Farm has commercials. Your art needs commercials on this social world that we live in, this social TV. But when you say that, you're just making the distinction between art and commerce. Yeah, but what what, what I mean by saying that is there's... I don't go in the booth and sell you content. Some people just sell you content and sell you the image and sell you right, the, right. The, the, the character of it. I'm selling you the art. The content is to get your attention to sell the art. But don't sit up here and say, oh, he's a content creator. Right. I'm an artist. I'm, 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 I'm a true artist going through. Got it. Yeah. I, I love that distinction. That was the other thing I wanted to ask. But, you know, thank you, Miles, and congrats. Appreciate you. Thank you. So um, the, um, the weed train is... Uh, Rolling on. Ohio now, Ohio voters on yesterday legalize adult recreational marijuana use. That starts in 30 days in Ohio. Um, it, was a, it was a measure called Issue 2, and it was a big shock, I think, to the Republican establishment there. They were fighting tooth and nail to keep that from passing, but it did pass um, handily. And this is, it's funny because they had introduced it in 2022, then Republicans did what they like to do, which is sue to keep it off the ballot. Um, but eventually it ended up back on the ballot. And yesterday, Ohio became the 24th U.S. state where recreational cannabis is legal. It's still illegal on the federal level, which makes no sense at all. They still haven't even changed the classification of the drug. It's still considered on the same level as heroin, which makes zero sense, but it's still there. And I wonder at what point 
what point is the tipping point? Um, some advocates and activists saying, you know, cannabis isn't even controversial anymore in most places. Um, this guy um, for a, an organization called the Coalition to Regulate Marijuana Like Alcohol, which is a great name for an organization because it kind of encapsulates where a lot of places are. Um, it's not quite because as someone pointed out, I think on this show, you can't just roll up to a bar and say, you know, let me get some sativa, at least not yet, but we're moving in that direction. Um, and like every single state that has cannabis legalized, they tax it. In Ohio, they'll be paying a 10% tax, and that tax is going to pay for addiction services, communities um, with cannabis facilities, and social equity uh, programs. So hopefully they'll have a they'll do a better job implementing that social equity piece than some other uh, places have, notably California. But that that's a actually I think an excellent piece. The question is how do you work out the kinks and make sure that that social equity piece is justly um, administered, right? But it, it, I think it's a great idea. The alcohol should be doing the same thing. Why is this only cannabis? Why aren't, why aren't the taxes for alcohol going to um, bolster communities where alcoholism is highest in impact? While the, we know what communities those would be. Those would be low-income places where people self-medicate uh, as they often don't have other means of relieving whatever their pain, trauma, and emotional burdens might be not an excuse just a reality and often the places where it's most difficult to get into rehab to get any kind of treatment if one wants to be unencumbered from uh, addiction so maybe cannabis can influence you know alcohol and other drugs but as of now we're at 24 states what at what what's the tipping point at one point does the federal government have to catch up to the will of the people? Is it 26 states? That'd be 50, 51%. No, yeah, 51%. I don't know, my math ain't that great. It might be 52, but it'd be more than half. Let me put it that way. Um, is, it, is it right now? We saw this with marriage equality where the state started stacking up and then eventually it, uh, it succeeded in being legalized for anyone to get married, regardless of their gender. Um, I feel like the people have spoken. But Democrats, you know, that I'm sure that's not their number one victory. I think it's important. And I think it's important. The other piece of this, which I'm sure Ohio will end up following suit, which is getting those people who have been jailed for cannabis related offenses out, expunging their records so that they don't have to have their lives damaged any further by this and prioritizing them participating in the benefits which will now accrue very rapidly. And I'm going to say what I say a lot of times when I start going on about cannabis, which is I'm going to challenge you, black people, Latino people, progressives who claim you are allies. Why are you buying cannabis in non-black-owned stores or non-Latino-owned stores, if you're Latino. I mean, I drove by Mad Men the other day, and I saw a line all down the block, and it was mostly black people, and I was like, are you kidding me? 
That is not owned by us. It's not that you you went all the way over to Westchester to buy some weed from a white guy instead of, you know, does that mean that legalization is a step backward? You used to buy it from the guy around the corner. At least it was local. At least it was black owned if illegal. Come on now. We're on the legal side. You got to keep your dollars flowing to those BIPOC owned, black owned businesses. You know, if you're in L.A., Go to Gorilla Gorilla Wellness RX. <clears throat> you know, if you're in another city, state, you know, I'm sure there's a way to find. In fact, DM me. I'll I'll find one for you. You know, we're at KBLA fifteen eighty on all social media on X on Instagram, Facebook. I'm broadcasting now on YouTube. Just DM me. I'll find you a black owned weed woman, cannabis guy. You know, whatever it is, whatever you call it, medicinal, recreation. Come on now. Recycle black bud. It's the easiest thing in the world. And you know you're spending money. You know you're spending a significant number of dollars on that. Why not recycle black dollars? Okay, we got news, traffic, and sports. And then let's talk about it. KVLA Talk 1580. A safe place to go loud, loud, loud. KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where hate loses and love wins. Ohio is considered a conservative state, and they have legalized recreational cannabis. Look, I wasn't suggesting you should contact me so I can sell you some weed. Just to be clear, I was just going to make a referral uh, to a black owner by Pac owned. A business. That was my plan. That is my plan. You can also call 1-800-UNITE-US. I'm sure he has a, he lists every black owned business. But that wasn't the only victory, by the way, for Democrats, um, that um, legalization of recreational cannabis. In fact, um, Ohio also passed um, a bill that will protect um, the woman's right to choose in that state protect the the um the right to terminate a pregnancy and this was passed by a wide margin even though Ohio is considered conservative democrats are seeing how important this particular issue is to voters that even some moderate republicans will come over to the democratic side um when faced with the issue of whether or not to continue a woman's right to choose. And so Democrats are putting similar issues on state ballots for 2024. Those issues will hopefully energize voters to get out and protect the woman's right to choose. And while they are, while they are at it, they will vote, hopefully, the rest of the ballot, the whole down ballot. Um, they, you know, the election is good news for Dems, who have been struggling at the top of the ticket as Biden's popularity is not holding strong. In fact, it's been going down. And my personal belief is that the Biden administration's handling of the crisis in the Middle East is going to cost him big time at, in 2024. I believe that. I believe they're out of touch with young voters, black voters, and BIPOC voters, not to say all of those are monoliths, but they certainly have trend lines and tendencies. Um, and 
this idea that people were going to kind of get over the fact that Roe versus Wade was overturned and return to some kind of baseline of, you know, the phenomena of the white woman Trump voter, the phenomena of the um, independence breaking for Trump that could be impacted. Um, it seems like people thought, well, people will be over it by 2024. Yesterday's results seem to show, no, we won't be over it by 2024. And this issue of a woman's right to choose and the extreme court overturning Roe v. Wade continues to motivate voters in a big way. Um, and it looks like it's going to impact 2024 as well. Um, Kentucky kept their Democrat uh, governor. And that, you know, that race kind of hinged somewhat on a woman's right to choose. That's what they were fighting about. That's what uh, Andy Bashir, the the Democrat who won there in Kentucky, that's what he was, you know, really hammering his opponent with. Um, and and that, that worked for him. Um, in the state of Virginia, Democrats won both chambers of that state house. Um, and that is despite a huge effort by Republican Governor Youngkin to create a supermajority for himself uh, to be able to really roll over um, not just women, a woman's right to choose, but also what's happening in our schools. Because as you know, school boards became battlegrounds for ethnic studies, for LGBTQ plus um, content, for this idea of what books we can have in libraries and who gets to approve what children read, the banning of books, all of these hot button issues which are at the core of our intellectual freedom um, are taking place in school boards, local school boards. And in this election that we saw on yesterday, those school boards held up in the main for Democrats. Um, it seems like a little thing, school boards, but it has become a major battleground for intellectual freedom, for um, censorship, freedom of speech, and what is the content of the education that we're providing to our children. Of course, Florida, the extreme. But to me, Florida is the canary in the coal mine because it shows you what Democrat, what Republicans have in store for you if they're allowed to continue the free reign of these some of these um, local conservative organizing drives that often center in school boards. Um, in Pennsylvania, there was a battle over a Supreme Court seat. Uh, again, the abortion and, and a woman's right to choose becomes a hot-button issue here. Democrats were able to win that seat on the state Supreme Court. And that measure in Ohio that's meant to protect a woman's right to choose, it didn't s just squeeze by. It won by 10 points. That's a huge margin of victory um, for a conservative state. And it explains, it helps explain why Republicans are coming up with all these contorted word salads to explain where they are on a woman's right to choose. Even Trump, who has bragged about being able to overturn Roe v. Wade and his, you know, effectiveness as a champion of these 
really what I'll call theocratic agendas, these agendas of the um, conservative uh, evangelical vote, right? Which to me is theocratic because I believe you have the right to function with your own moral code and beliefs. I'm not trying to overturn that. I'm not trying to recruit your kid to terminate a pregnancy or anything like that. But when your religious beliefs, whether they be Christian, Muslim, Buddhist, or other, when they are codified into law, that's a theocracy. That means one religion is controlling the whole population, and we're supposed to have freedom of religion, um, or as the atheists like to say, freedom from religion. In this country, you're supposed to have the choice. It's not supposed to be mandated. This is not Afghanistan, where, you know, the... Religious law is the same as the civic law. Um, and so that evangelical vote is what, you know, has really been amazingly loyal to he who shall not be named, the, the 45th president. And I, th I believe it continues to buoy his ratings. So they're like, well, if we have to make a deal with the, you know, if we have to make a deal with the orange man, even though he's an amoral uh, criminal, then we got to do what we got to do because we need to win on Roe versus Wade. We need to win on, you know, um, uh, critical race theory. <laughs> and I'm laughing because we all know, or we should know, that that's not even something that's taught in elementary and high school. It's not even until grad school in most cases, but it's become the boogeyman of education. And these uh, folks, either didn't show up or were simply outnumbered um, on Tuesday, which is a tiny ray of hope for, for Democrats in 2024. I hope, though, that they don't, we don't rest on our laurels and say, oh, we'll see. We can fall back on this issue or these voters because it is true that typically midterm elections um, are losses for the party in power, but re-elections, which is what we're looking at in 2024, tend to be focused, very laser focused on the actual president. And our actual president is not too popular right now. And some of those issues are issues that will be tough to overcome, i.e. the perception that he is elderly, as is Trump, but that elderly coming with a brand of politics that belongs to another age. And we're seeing that play out in the Middle East. We've seen it play out in Cuba, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It is the perfect time to call me, 800-920-1580, 800-920-1580. A little update on the uh, what's going on with the SAG-AFTRA situation when we come forward. And why are people lining up to get brain implants from Elon Musk? Maybe... You can explain it to me. KBLA Talk 1580. She's reclaiming her time on KBLA Talk 1580. More First Things First with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. Your ancestors' favorite radio station. Radio station. And your favorite morning show host. Let's get back to Dominique DePrima right now. Right now. Right now. 809-20-1580 is the number to call. So apparently people are lining up. Uh, to get these brain implants. Neuralink is the name of the company. Um, it's a company owned by 
um, Elon Musk. And the idea is that you will implant people's brains with uh, this um, chip that is meant to make you smarter. Um, I don't, you know, that's, <laughs> that's the pitch, right? You, um, you get, I guess it's like having Google inside of your own brain where you wouldn't actually have to. But I'm thinking to myself, okay, apparently thousands of people are already on a waiting list to get these brain implants. It was approved by the FDA to go forward and they haven't yet done it, tried it out on a person, but they're planning to implant these chips in 11 people next year. And the idea is by 2030, 22,000 people will have brain implants by Elon Musk's company, Neuralink. And I'm thinking about Twitter, X, how well that's going for Mr. Musk. I'm thinking about Tesla. Remember, we were supposed to have self-driving cars already and all of these explosions <laughs> that are happening. with the. I mean, Teslas are beautiful cars. If it wasn't for the racism, I'd probably drive one myself. They're, yeah, and risk a fiery crash. Yeah, I know. But the, the, the thing is, and, and, I, and he has had good success, I give you that, with, uh, you know, SpaceX, right? But you think about putting something in your brain. If there's glitches or explosions or short circuits, that's your whole head. Like, no, that's a no for me. I don't get it. And um, also, what else is going in there? Do you control it? Do you understand it? Do you know do you know the ingredient? I mean, y'all worried about taking a shot because you don't know all the ingredients. You want to let somebody put a pole chip in your head? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> You'll be on, on GPS and start tweaking out what, Miles? I have a question because yeah. I'm listening to what you said. Is it Elon Musk or is it the technology that you're not into? Both. Okay. Right. I, and I, I won't say I'm not into the technology, Miles. I'm not into allowing that technology to be placed in humans before you know, much more extensive trials. But you are for it. So if it does pass, quote unquote, and gets approved in trials, you're still with it? I would not be allowing a company owned by Elon Musk or any other corporate baron to put a chip in my head. I wouldn't do that. If other people want to do it, I think they should have the right. Would you support if your child wanted to get it? No, okay. absolutely not. I mean, but I don't know, you know, my child is, you know, now... Gen X, that we're at Gen Z. Gen Z. Okay, my yeah. child is Gen Z, and my child is legally an adult now. So mm -hmm. if my child wants to put in a put chip, Chad I GPT? might not be able to do anything about it. Put Chat GPT in the brain. Yeah, right. Jeez. Think about the misinformation, the disinf. I, oh gosh, it's, it's it's really a slippery slope. <sighs> it's not too late to call me eight hundred nine two zero fifteen eighty. We are unapologetically <laughs> progressive. I'm laughing because progressive means going forward, and I don't want you to go forward with your chip in your head. But I still consider myself progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. The station you turn to when you've had it up to here with cultural incompetence. KBLA Talk 1580. Find a righteous range, and don't be afraid to say what you see. For KBLA Talk 1580. <laughs> Uh, Miles, I asked you off the air. I'll ask you on the air. Would you get one of those Neuralink implants in your head? Hell no. Yeah. But you brought up some qu great questions, which is what happens when everyone has it? I mean, like, it, it's, what's the word I was reading about? Like, mass adoption, once it's accepted by everybody, the right. same way how AI is going to be accepted and Uber and 
Airbnb and the internet. Like we've seen it take stuff. Yeah, you know? and I can't even remember phone numbers anymore. There was a time when I knew a lot of people's phone numbers. Imagine if you have a chip in your head, all the stuff you might no longer do. You wake up in the morning, it debriefs you. Oh, today is so and so's birthday. Right. Here's and so you so your brain can just atrophy. Not to mention, we don't know what, you know, how that would affect the rest of your brain, you know, body, your consciousness, exactly your motor skills. There's so many things our brains do that we don't fully understand Mm -hmm. the functionality. And for my conspiracy theory um, or researchers think Operation Garden Plot, right, where that where um, government agencies were remote controlling people due to their mental illness or Mm -hmm. whatever programming they had done to them. Well, now you have a whole chip. You can just remote control a person. And then, like you said, too, like imagine trying to compete in work fields, in school, in, you know, I mean, sports, whatever with these. Right. You don't have a chip and that person does. Exactly. And to your point, are we now transhumanoids? Transhumanoids. Trans, man. Transhumanoid, trans smart. You know, know, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. I'm I'm just going to go with no for now. Yeah. For no, now? N- yeah. I mean, because okay. y- I, I think it's a long, hard no. But th- here's the thing, Miles. We we change. You know, we change our opinion as we get more information, more yeah, this, data. This is evolution, though, type. This is better than yeah, this. Bigger than I, just change. I, I, this I'm like not human. trying to be a transhumanoid, you yeah. know, unless I needed like a leg or an arm. That's different. That's different. Yeah. <laughs> your brain, that's your head, your re, your crown, yeah. your consciousness. Mm-hmm. No, no, and no. Mm. Anyway, oh, we got JW on the phone. Hi, JW. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Dominique. How are you? I'm good. With the brain I got, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so am I with the brain I have as well. Yeah, um, I'm sorry I'm being off topic, but uh, actually I just want to give you your props because I caught um, one of your shows uh, Friday um, last night, and I caught the tail end. Man, I was so motivated to call in this morning, but I wanted to call in earlier, but it's after the fact, so I'm, I'm dying from lately. But the point I wanted to make is I'm glad that you are including different point of views as well as uh, different um, groups of people that have organizations that did the research and have history and have some factual information about reparations. And so I am so, that's like a breath of fresh air. I believe it's long overdue. I wish we could have had this conversation or you could have had this forum sooner, like maybe a year ago, because we needed to get this exposure out a while back, you know, but better late than never. And <laughs> I'm just so grateful that you did that, you know, so that's the point I wanted to make. And my second point was, like I always said, I wish that some of these um, professors, uh, legal minds, attorneys that are well-versed in creating some type of language or law or fabricating a particular type of uh, way of uh, communicating the law, the letter of the law. Because one of your guests was talking about the letter of the law and the spirit of the law yeah. and the contrast between the two. And the point is 
This country is found, or nation is founded on, on law. So if we formulate or fabricate or create our own language and don't depend on the standard Queen's English or the current, you know, language that they they use in their particular narratives and theories and point of views. And all right, you're all in my news traffic and sports, JW. I kind of get where you're going, but land for me real quick. I'm coming from so that that that's pretty much it. Just the land where the, I just hope we can just create our own language and create some type of um, legal document where we can have reparations. Uh, Absolutely. Well, join me on, on, on Friedman Friday. It's coming up in just a couple of days. I'll talk to you then. It's KBLA Talk 1580.